0: Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
1: In today's world, there's so many ways to measure things. You know, and yards never won or lost a game. The team with more yards usually loses the game. So, I mean, it's close to 50-50, but it's a way they measure. And stats are fun, man. When you're real high on something, oh, that looks good, you know, and it makes you feel good. Um, So just... Going in and examine one area it really seldom tells the story. Uh, when you talk to yards, we've given up some big plays the last couple of weeks that, that we don't. That, that's not customary to, to the way we play, and we want to cut those down.
2: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, does he strike you as a guy that really Ed. belongs on KOC? staff? one of these things is not like the other. Eddie, that was that Donatello for the audio audience. You know what? He came very close. To basically saying, analytics are for losers. Well, okay,
0: I'm disappointed in that answer. Well, <laughs> let's, let's get get some more. Of I that covered that him, so here. that's him. That's him. He's
1: dude. he hasn't changed since 2003.
0: Okay, I'll put a pin in that. We'll circle back here in a second. Um, this is this is Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die on this show, and you've stumbled into the Purple Picks edition. Of uh, of the show, where we're going to actually make our uh, official Vikings picks here. This is the most listened to Vikings podcast in all of America. Thank you guys for making it so. And the show is presented in part by our friends at TCL, which has award winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, they offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Also, a shout out to our friends at Surly Brewing Company, who also present. The show, so I would have rather him said, "Yeah, you know, we're just we we are giving up too many yards, and we're looking at ways to clean that up." For him to deny that there's a yardage problem, for him to say yards never won a game, or that most of the teams that gain the most yards wind up losing the game, and then halfway through that, I think he realized that's not true. (laughs) So I think there's room for what he's saying, which is, you know. The yards don't tell the whole story, but yep. to your point, we yep. are too leaky, and we are looking at ways to fix that. For him to just deny that there is a
1: problem right. rubs me the wrong way. Absolutely, yeah, and I just, I don't see how that response is necessarily conducive to what the environment is there now. Accountability. If that makes sense. Like, that, like Ed is um god bless him but i mean we've heard him sort of talk about guys who play is broken down and we've heard him talk about you know to o'connell's credit he has really established a culture of accountability and he's also established uh um but doesn't appear to be like trying to push things off right like that's yeah. very much a yard so oh, put the yards away i don't know um but as i said to go back to 2003 before uh X cut the uh fourth and 26 pass to give Philadelphia a first down against the Packers when Ed was the DC there and by the way did not run this defense at all ran a 4-3 but it's very much in character with how Ed was and uh, obviously after that playoff game he was fired um I just don't when I listen to him talk I don't know if he necessarily fits into this staff I mean when when special teams coordinator Matt Daniels right gets to the podium it's accountability all the way yeah and like it's it's impressive and does that mean the special teams is perfect no it doesn't but your 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 head coach special teams coordinator and by extension offensive coach as well or coaches all are into accountability and ed seems to be i don't know he's fishing or something like that just don't think it fits really perfectly He also
0: said, "I'm trying to find this too on NFL's website here." So he said, "We gave up a couple. We've given up a couple big plays recently, and that's not really like customary to what we do."
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like that's wrong. I feel like they've been giving up a lot of big plays, right? They've been giving up a lot of yards, or they wouldn't be second to last in the entire league. That's not one bad game.
0: Yeah, I can only find the offensive. I'll I'll try and find it. But it does feel like it's not like they're just allowing six-yard chunks all the time. I mean, they're giving up six yards per play. There's some big stuff mixed in there.
1: Right. So, come on, Eddie. Come on. (laughs) Accountability here, guy. Big Fangio on his couch. (laughs) On his couch waiting for the phone to ring.
0: All right, let's get into our picks here. We're going to get to uh, some key questions here, and then we'll get into the actual picks against the spread and straight up. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big is this game for the Vikings?
1: (laughs) I think this game, it's not in conference, so on one hand, you might say, well, it's not a conference game, but um, I'm going to give it an 8, and here's why. Uh, This is going to be another test against a defense that is very good. Your offense should be and appears to be at times improving on things. Um, The Sauce Gardner-Justin Jefferson matchup is scrumptious. It's delicious. It's filled with intrigue. I can't wait. Um, The Jets are a good test defensively. Uh, The the Jets now seem to have found a quarterback in Mike White, who certainly had a nice game against the Bears on Sunday. There's a lot of very telling, potential telling things from this game and with where things stand. And we are most definitely now in crunch time. Like, like what is your playoff identity, right? Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. I think this game is very important for continuing to establish who the Vikings are when we're not just talking about the regular season. More importantly, We're talking about the tournament, and ladies and gentlemen, the tournament, the tournament,
2: the The freaking tournament. Let's get it. Eight for me. Eight for me as well. Um, You have a chance here to beat another big defense to get some of those naysayers on your side. If you're able to do so, also a win and obviously the Lions' loss clinches the division. And it'd be nice to wrap up this division, right? You don't have to sweat this. Keep you know, oh god, now we have to keep going on. Are we going to wrap this up? The Minnesota angst, right, starts to pile up a little bit there. You have a chance here, in my opinion, to make a statement against a good defense and also with a little bit of help from outside the league in Detroit, uh, get you the NFC North wrapped up so early in the season. I actually put it at an 8 as well. It's an 8 out of 10 for me.
0: is the rare game where I actually think it's a little bit lower. I, I, it's a 7. It's an important game, but AFC, um, I think it's 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 not like a death knell to your season. That To me, the Patriots game bouncing back from the Cowboys win or, or devastating loss, was like a big sort of gut and personality check game. All of these games are big and a seven or above going forward. This and the Colts are probably the least important games left on your schedule, but every game is important, so I am I am giving it a seven here. Uh, is anyone playing or coaching for their job this week?
1: Um, coaching for their job, no. Are they playing for their job in this particular game? Um, the Ingram watch again, right? Yeah, I was gonna say my my gut says no. They they haven't made substantial changes. The right guard has has struggled. I saw something I think on Twitter last night that he has almost historically struggled in some areas of PFF grades. But anyway, long story short. Uh, this team's been pretty consistent about how they've approached things. I'm going to go with no. There's nobody playing or coaching for their
2: job. Yeah, I, I believe Judd. It's, I think he's allowed the most pressures uh, from a either a rookie lineman or am might even just be any lineman? I think, but I'm pretty, guard. I, I thought
1: a I thought it was a guard. Yeah, or from from bad. a guard
2: from a guard. Um, so yeah, he's been alarmingly bad in terms of that. But they're they're sticking with him. They don't want to bail on him yet. It was interesting, right, that Chris Reed was active, um, for the Patriots game last week. So. I think there's someone breathing down his neck a little bit here, but they're they're kind of letting him fight through it. Uh, I don't know how much longer you can do that. It's a long if, fight, yeah. If if you're going to continue to do it, I guess you can say Ed Ingram, but that's that's honestly probably it at this point.
0: I mean, I don't know. We've said Ed Ingram for five weeks. And yeah, he's I not think. Apparently, not playing for his job, but I <laughs> I still think that to some extent he well, You're going to get you're going to just get bowled over again, and they're just going to keep doing this in December it's just weird that they haven't made a change yet if they were going to make a change. I do think that games like this against third-string quarterbacks, Ed Donatel isn't coaching for his immediate job, but he is definitely coaching for his job next year with some of these games. Dude, it's the Jets. Brees Hall's out for the season. It's a third-string quarterback. They could barely put together yards at all against the Patriots two weeks ago. You're playing at home. I'm not saying you have to pitch a shutout, but... Let's yeah. let's go out there and dominate defensively a little bit, you know? and get to Mike White, right? Just get to him. Yes, shouldn't be that big of an. Ask. Come on. Okay, what is the biggest storyline you're interested in this
1: week? I said it. I mean, Saucy Sauce Gardner <laughs> Jefferson. Saucy. That's the um, one, right? Let's, I'm curious. Uh, do we to all see... agree
0: that that's the biggest storyline.
1: That's a great storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I guess my question, and I have not seen. The answer to this, and I'm guessing that the Jets aren't going to say until we actually see it come to fruition on Sunday, is does Sauce follow Jefferson around everywhere Jefferson goes? Which, by the way, is, is, is the X, it's the Z, it's in the slot. I mean, he's all going to be um, and clearly can play in a ton of different places. They actually motion Jefferson out a lot to try to get an exact read on what the defense's intentions are. I'm guessing Sauce follows J.J., and if that's the case, this is going to be one of not just for this game, this is going to be one of the best matchups of the entire season. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be fantastic. Can I
0: float something at you here? Well, maybe it's a trivia question for you. Mm. So Sauce Gardner, according to Pro Football Focus, has played a hundred and three man coverage snaps. a hundred three man. He's been in man coverage twenty-four percent of the time on pass plays this year. That's a hundred three snaps okay how many yards has he given up in man coverage this year in
2: 103 plays so total total yards Hmm. oh boy i bet it's gotta be small i know he hasn't allowed a touchdown in man coverage i saw that stat floating out this that's week. that's true um yep, no so touchdowns in man coverage No touchdown on man i'm i'm terrible at, at this kind of stuff but i i will say 120 total i i don't know what do you think, Judd?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's ridiculous. I'm going to go with um I'll go with 62. Seven.
2: What? <laughs>
1: what?
0: Dude, Sauce Gardner has allowed seven yards in man coverage wow. this year. Well, you know who
1: he hasn't faced yet?
0: JJ.
1: <laughs> ESPN cover story guy, oh, JJ yeah. Justin Jefferson. So
0: he's played 103 snaps in man. He's only been targeted, 50, rightfully so, he's only been targeted 15 times in 103 snaps. Four catches for seven yards. That's stupid. Three that is, yards after the catch. Is, I mean, that is insane.
1: Incredible.
0: I don't even, I can, my brain is having trouble computing so he's just not that thrown at,
1: so like, and, and he's a rookie. <laughs> that's That's the remarkable thing. Yeah.
0: It's nuts. Wow. So there you go. Justin Jefferson have fun. So, I, And it depends. Are they going to run? They're not going to run man the whole game, but. That's the question, yeah. But he's also really good in zone. You just generally don't want to throw in his direction. So this is going to be the ultimate test for Kirk, too, to see, okay, just how aggressive are you going to be forcing the ball to Justin Jefferson? I don't think he's going to create a ton of separation from Sauce Gardner
1: because nobody does, but
0: can he Can he win 50-50 balls against the Did best cornerback the
1: in the NFL? So Kirk was asked about this um, not the matchup but about Jefferson in particular I think it was after the win on Thursday against the Patriots and Kirk continues to go back to the well of if a team really decides to take Justin away I basically can't go to him he's I mean I think Kirk I think Kirk Kirk O'Chains was gone so I think he left (laughs) so Kirk's like you know if they really take him away if they double if they strictly double him I can't go to him and it's like Chains is gonna show up and be like "Hey, hey Kirk it's chains, the devil on your shoulder. We're going yeah. to him. Yeah, it's so funny though because he keeps cautioning us that well, you, they might take him away. You don't understand? At some point. He no, might don't. be taken away. Why do you and, think that
0: way? Yeah, and just,
1: O'Connell just... and Chains are like, no, 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 you don't understand. And more importantly, I think Jefferson's like, dude, no. Yes, Go
0: there is me. no such thing as taking him away. In fact, one of the great so we on the Friday show we played a snippet of the Kevin O'Connell mic'd up thing, five minute video mic'd up on the Vikings platforms. Yep. And there was a great moment. Jed, have you had a chance to see this whole thing yet or just the the clips?
1: I've seen I think I've seen the entire thing.
0: Okay. So there's one where there's the play yeah. where he splits the bracket coverage. Yes. And there's a safety over the top. It's a 36 yard reception, yeah. dropping the bucket throw. And Kevin O'Connell immediately, Justin Jefferson comes over and he gives him the high five and he goes, I told you, bro. He goes, I told you, bro, you're gonna split that bracket. Boom. So think about the difference between, Kevin O'Connell says, they're, we know they're going to bracket cover you. Let's plan for it. You split that bleep. You go right through the bracket. Kirk, he's going to be bracketed. We trust that Justin's going to split the bracket. You put that ball in a in a bucket before the safety gets there, right? Whereas the old, like the Mike Zimmer Kubiak was, well, they're bracket covering him. So you got to go
1: find somebody else. Right. So I, I just well, love and like that. Kirk though, Kirk wants to believe like I can't make that that throw, and O'Connell and Chain say you got to make that throw, dude, and yeah. he makes it, and Jefferson catches it. Yeah,
0: yeah it's a uh, it's a thing of beauty, confidence in the best receiver in the NFL. Okay, what scares <laughs> you the most about the Jets?
1: Defense does their defense. Their defense? Does. Yes, the Jets the Jets have a, a a again, and you know as I think we discussed. Yesterday, when it comes to DVOA, the Jets have another in a line of defenses that the Vikings are playing against that are damn good. Um, the offensive line has played well, but I mean, you still are, t- so you're still going to be starting Blake Brandell at the left tackle. The step down, as well as Blake played or seemingly played with some help against the Patriots, the step down there is enormous. I mean, Christian Derrissaw is an all-pro type of player. Um, so I guess my question is, do you have, You have the wherewithal to do it again uh, because the the Jets have a head coach who is a defensive mastermind and who has probably spent the past week doing nothing but grinding offensive film to shut the Vikings down and in particular to try and shut Jefferson down. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup and battle of wills between the two head coaches. So that's what scares me the most about the Jets is they can bring it on defense if they do, and they punch the Vikings in the face a couple of times. How do the Vikings react?
2: Yeah. It's Mike White for me. I, I, I legitimately don't <laughs> know which Mike White's going to show up. So Mike White's made four starts in his NFL career and, and technically five appearances, but he basically played the entire game against the Patriots or a good chunk of the game against the Patriots last year. Here's his passer rating in those five games. 149.3, which came... Last week, 121.4 against the Colts last year, 107.9 against the Bengals in a win against the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. But he also has two appearances where he had a passer rating of 64 and 33. Yeah. And it's small sample size, of course, but he has either been lights out really damn good or pretty much unplayably bad. And with the way this defense has let other quarterbacks march up and down the field. Mac Jones looked like a god, and then last, week, last night against, or on Thursday Night Football against Buffalo, he's back to being a human again. Skylar Thompson put up big numbers on the Dolphins against them. Justin Fields had a career day against them. This defense has allowed other quarterbacks to basically walk in here and walk all over them, and I feel like Mike White is going to potentially ball out again for the Jets and uh, keep his job and potentially get this team into the playoffs, which is hilarious because he was the scout team QB and was inactive not too long ago on this Jets team, too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if if Mac Jones got it right, basically for a week, anyways, and <laughs> and, and Matt and,
2: and, Patricia, yeah, Who's
0: it a is joke. it is a thing. I will say specifically, the Jets' passing defense is the thing that and and Judd kind of brought some of this up, but can Kirko Chains come out to play a little bit, or is this going to be just just a Kirk Cousins game? Because if it's a Kirk Cousins game, I could see a couple early interceptions getting rattled. So this Jets defense as a whole. They have allowed uh, only 10 touchdown passes in 11 games, 12 interceptions, and the second lowest average net yards per attempt. That includes sack yardage mixed in with the passing yardage. So uh, the only passing defense that's been better this season, average net yards per attempt, the Philadelphia Eagles. We kind of saw what happened there Yeah, the Vikings early on. They yeah. just got flustered early on and things didn't work out. So can, and, and maybe the the key here is, you just kind of lean on the run game early on to try and get a lead, and then it, and things open up. I don't know that I would just come out firing against this team because it could lead to some mistakes. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, go ahead and, and establish the run Sportball. in this game. Yeah. Don't don't force Kirk Cousins to do anything that he feels uncomfortable with, and let Kirk O'Chains
1: come out later if needed. Well, Chains Chains is probably I heard going to get there around. Are you ever going to call or him go? Kirk again? Are you just oh, going to call him Chains? Yeah, chains don't chains don't chains. show up at, at at noon. Chains ain't <laughs> there yet. I think chains gets there around two thirty-two or so, and tells Kirk, "Hey, you know what? Do take off. You get in your van, your dad van, with a plaid shirt on, go home." And some Ch- it, it, chains it, it,
0: has this. what vehicle does does
1: chains show up in? Ferrari. Okay, smoking too. <laughs> He's smoking a cigarette. Potential open Doesn't container. Seem very healthy. Potential o- open container. I don't no. applaud that. Chain shows up, walks in. It's a little edgy. Says, okay, guys, what's the score? What do we do? We're down by seven And Kirk's chains. like, geez, guys, what's going on? like, change is here, Kirk. You just take off. Go home. Amazing. His wife and kids are there.
0: All right, we're going to pick the game here and see when Kirk change is going to be needed in just a second here. And we'll go through some of the action network trends and what uh, the betting the betting sharks are saying, but a shout out to our friends at federated mutual insurance company been around for over a hundred years. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. Federated is all about helping you maximize your business through risk management. Just making sure that you're protected against risks on the horizon. They help you navigate the sometimes choppy waters of business. And uh, they've been doing it for a long time. Federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours Uh, Finch Home Solutions helps you navigate the choppy waters of homeownership sometimes.
1: That's exactly right. In fact, they protect your home from any electrical problems, and it only takes one call to Finch to get those issues resolved. Uh, Christmas lights not working, perhaps. You're plugging them in. The wife and kids are like, this is great. They don't go on. You know what? Finch has your your back. Uh, Perhaps you have flickering lights. Don't ignore those. That's a big deal. In fact, overall, here is Rule of thumb. And guys, you know as well as I do that none of us are really prepared to handle electrical problems in our our home. Don't wait until something goes wrong. Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners, by the way. Be sure to tell them that you heard about Finch on Score North because there are special deals. Finch has your back, especially in keeping your home safe. Finchhomesolutions.com or call them 612 357 2604. 612 357 zero four or finchhomesolutions.com That is the way to get fixes done safely for any electrical problems in your home. All right. These upcoming picks are presented by prize picks. The
0: easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. You can run mixed sport entries. Uh, it's such an easy app to use, but you can download in the, in the Google play store or the Apple store. Use the promo code NORTH and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Um, yeah, and you can also then help us out because you're telling them that we sent you prizepicks.com, the easy way to play daily fantasy. All right, boys. The Minnesota Vikings are three point favorites in most sports books for this game. Mm-hmm. 50% of bets are on the Vikings. 64% of money on the Jets. So the, bet, the betting slips are 50-50, but there's more money coming in on the Jets to cover this. According to Action Network, Mike White was great against the Bears, but that was basically a scrimmage against backups. He was great in his first start last year, too, before struggling some in the next game and then falling apart in his third outing. It should insult the 9-2 Vikings to be a mere field goal favorite at home against the Jets' third-string quarterback, making his second road start ever. And that line makes it seem like it's begging us to take Minnesota. But the Jets' defense is the best unit on the field in this game, and Sauce Gardner has a chance to wrap up Defensive Rookie of the Year if he can put the clamps on Justin Jefferson. The Vikings can move over their preseason win total of 9.5 if they beat the Jets. Kirk Cousins in his NFL career has played on the third game of a homestand just twice, both with the Vikings. He's 2-0 in those games, but he's 0-2 against the spread in those games. In December or later, it has been profitable to back good teams with a 66% win percentage or better who have struggled to cover the spread less than 50% of the time. So the Vikings profile as this type of team. Those teams in December are 101-74 the last 20 years against the spread. So teams that have maybe overachieved with their record, Vikings fit that profile. So um, with all of this, who wins, who covers? Vikings are three-point favorites in this game.
1: This is a tough one because uh, it's going to be a definite test. The Vikings have had, what, 10 days off, so that's a good thing. to get some rest. Uh, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game because the Jets certainly are good defensively. And if the score is too high, that's going to be bad news because it's going to mean the Jets are scoring a bunch of points. I don't think they will. I think the Jets score 17 points, but get ready for it because I think the Vikings score 21. 21 17. That was my fly the flag, baby. Fly the flag, 10 wins and Uh possibly, possibly by late Sunday
0: nfc north champions wow interesting so you have them scoring three touchdowns or 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 a different weird mathematical way to get to 21 points
1: didn't really give that much thought just got them just wondering just i just got them to 21
0: the jets have one of the best red zone defenses in the league uh, a 51 percent touchdown conversion rate so another thing we didn't really talk about this but this could be a greg joseph game where point you get into the you get into the scoring range but you're not able to cash it with a touchdown and you need your kicker to score 9 points for you in this game. Hmm. This might be the might be the
1: game. Could if that's the case, could this be a game could could I have been wrong in saying that I don't believe jobs are on the line potentially? If Greg Joseph doesn't like if this is another game where there's missed extra points or yeah. a 52-yard field goal is missed. I mean it cuz we're could be on the line, could be. Like we're at crunch time now. Mhm. Could this be a, we can't go, we can't continue to subject a team that's played this hard to a guy, to a guy with his, a foot problem. He's got, he's got, got gout, problem. he's got
0: gout. Oh. That's
2: what people don't know.
1: He's I've done. heard gout is incredibly painful. That's
2: awful from what I, yeah, my brother-in-law. And I've also frant- heard
1: yeah. that folks that drink too much get gout. Yes, they do.
2: It's red meat and drinkers. If you're a red meat connoisseur and you're a big drinker, it's a, it's a prime uh, gout candidate. My brother-in-law has really bad gout and the same thing. You literally, he can't drink. A lot of times, because it flares up. I'm effed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine trying to kick a game-winning <laughs> extra point with Gou. No kidding. I'm, uh, I guess yeah, get the no flag guys. for the gout. No yeah. Gout. Yeah. No yeah. Gout. yeah. I would say I if you're guess. if you're at a DEFCON level with Greg Joseph, who, by the way, I I, I think I'm pretty sure I'm the biggest Greg Joseph supporter. Uh, might be on the plant. That's not a Joseph yeah. family member. Uh, we're we're probably at we're probably at defcon three to two. Uh, DEFCON one being that nuclear war is imminent or has already begun where DEFCON 2 is the next step, or DEFCON 3 is uh, increased force readiness. Basically, the Air Force is ready to mobilize in 15 minutes. That's DEFCON so, 3.
0: So the Air Force is ready to mobilize, mobilize, but the Vikings don't have a kicking problem.
2: Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. Hey, that's what the Air Force is for. You call it when you absolutely need it, okay? It doesn't have to be scrambled yet. Uh, but my pick for this game... I'll I'll go 17-13, so I'll go similar point spread with Judd of, of a four-point win for the Vikings, but 17-14, I think it's going to be a grind uh, for the Vikings to get to 20. I think the Vikings are the better team in this game, but uh it might be a little bit of a slot fest. I think 17-13 final Vikings win.
0: I'm going to split a hair here oh boy. and say that I'm going to fade the Vikings and the point spread this is a, a tough hair to split because it's a three point spread, but I think I think this is a very close game, and yeah. I do think the Vikings win. It'll be like a weird score. It'll be like nineteen to seventeen or twenty to eighteen. It'll be a one or a two point victory, maybe with crazy legs. Greg getting off what? the Schneid. Vikings
2: win the game in a
0: weird close fashion.
2: Yep. I believe uh, Matt Daniel said they moved him. Because he preferred the middle hash for the extra point, so they moved him to the left hash. Because everything was pushing right, and well, he still pushed one right yes. from the left hash. Yeah. But yes, I would he,
0: think that it, I would think that it would kicking from the left hash would be more likely to push it right because you have to angle right. it right off your foot. I think that, that's Wouldn't what, you want to go to the right hash then?
2: Maybe you want. I. I think they're open for ideas. This is like when you it's when like you try to
1: overcompensate <laughs> your slice or something. Yeah. Okay? I feel like they're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're interesting. So what are Jefferson's final catch yards and touchdowns, do you guys think?
2: Actually, mm-hmm. let's see here.
0: It's going to be, it's, if, if Sauce Gardner shadowing him, it's certainly going to be difficult. But this could also be just one of those statement games from him. Depends on how often Kirk decides to go there. I'm going to say.
1: And how much help does Sauce get?
0: That's yeah, I'm going to say, question. like, six or seven catches for 90, 90, 85, 90 yards, somewhere in there. I don't think we're looking at 160 yards, 11 catches or something. Six or seven catches. Kirkle. This, You know what? This might be a big T.J. Hawkinson game. Mm-hmm. This might be the Hawk
1: game here. This might be a – State of Hawk. You know yeah. what I think this is? I think this is a this is a two guys, a lot of pride. Here's a guy. I think Sauce is like, I got him. I think this is a Moss game. I oh. think he catches like three or four. I think he catches wow. four passes. So, like, I don't think he gets a ton of passes. 112 yards and a touchdown. So he
0: breaks a big one at some point yeah. on Saucy he, McSaucy. He's,
1: he's the first game. guy to do that. To you to
0: write Saucy. that down? Wow. Yeah, if you want to go on the record here, if you want to quantify that, sure, it's got to be a touchdown. So, it's up to you.
1: Four four receptions, okay. 112. Hundred plus yards for this i four I'm, I'm off so, the record one. Can we go four or fewer, a hundred or more? Because that's what you're sure. saying. Absolutely, yeah, okay. four or fewer, one hundred or more, and a touchdown. Oh Love it. But I think it's a Moss type thing because I think it's going to to be mono or mono. But I don't expect him to catch like nine passes.
0: Okay, you're, not, you're gonna need chains to help you out there in the second half. There it is, purple picks. Chains. Vikings win across the board here.
2: Chains here, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, Chains, talk about this.
0: You can find Vikings Vetline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, right after Vikings Jets finish up. We'll see you guys Sunday.